Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Carlton Whitfield, new employee. I didn't get a memo on that. Oh, you will. All right, as long as I get the memo. The absolute worst has happened. We are the target of a corporate raid. Donald Davenport has filed a 13D. He's acquired 5% of the stock, and this is definitely the beginning of a hostile takeover of our corporation. I think we all know what happened the last time Davenport took over a company. Everyone was canned. Mr. Prescott has sent down word of what he wants us to do. We are to recommend cuts in every department. Our job is to slash the red ink in every nook and cranny, because our company needs the cash for its defense. Anybody want to fire the first shot? Kill Toledo. If we close down our distribution centers in Toledo, Joplin, Jacksonville, we'll slash the reading completely off the books. Whitfield, you don't have to raise your hand. Just speak. Thank you. Well, I know I'm new here and everything. And on the surface, these cuts seem like a good idea. Seem like a good but idea? But closing down those distribution centers would be a big mistake. It so happens that those closings are exactly what Mr. Prescott wants. Well, then Mr. Prescott hasn't thought things through very well. I'm going to tell him you said that. Good. Look, closing down those centers will put a strain on this company's cash position. And in the long run, those cuts are going to hurt this company's innate value. Innate value? What is he talking about? Look, Davidson here will back me up on this. Davidson? I'm Proctor. He's Davidson. Well, damn it, Davidson, tell him. You wrote a memo to Mr. Thomas here explaining exactly what I'm talking about. Well, how, how did you know I, I wrote that memo? How did I know you wrote that memo? Who else could write that memo, Davidson? That memo was famous. That memo was a masterpiece. Clear, concise, to the point that was the best damn memo I ever read. In fact, that memo wasn't even a memo. That memo was literature. Well, thank you. You're welcome. If you have finished your book report, I wonder, could you explain what your point is? All right. Look, the point is we got to be bold. That's oh, my point. We got to build. Absolutely. Build. build. We got to expand. Expanding is the only way to help the situation. We got to make this company so damn strong, Davenport won't be able to find anyone willing to give up Pemrose stock. It'll be too damn valuable. Then we'll buy his ass out. <laughs> How old are you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, uh, yes. 24. Well, I think that you should keep quiet until you're at least 25. If I may, I don't think Mr. Whitfield's age should be an issue here. No one is interested in your opinion, Davis. We gotta block that takeover. I I'm too old to look for another job. Nobody in their right mind would hire me. Christy, we should have a feasibility study. I can't believe you're This meeting is going nowhere. Mr. Prescott's command stands. We are to find those cuts. Meeting adjourned. I don't know, is this the place? It is. Hey, good, sir. Relate. Oh, Howard, relax. Listen, on behalf of the personnel in the mail room, the girls in the secretarial pool, the female executives here at Pemrose, we just wanted to give our blessing to this little merger. Is that Don? Donnie! 
Hey, how you doing? Listen, Don, you mind if I stand up? I think better when I'm moving around. I gotta tell you, Don, first the idea of this merger made me as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. But then I realized I was wrong. The combination of our products and your distribution capabilities could vault Pemrose right to the top of the market. So glad you approve, whoever you are. Now, if you get the hell out of here, we'll finish the job. I can't do that for you, Don. Get them out of here, Prescott, now. He can't, Don. You see, Brantley made arrangements to buy 5% of the stock in your company, Davenport Enterprises, this morning. We're buying you out. What? Get in there. That's right. We've initiated a takeover of Davenport Enterprises in a proxy fight for the Pemrose Corporation. I want you to meet the new chairperson of the Pemrose Corporation and the daughter of the founder, Vera Prescott. Afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You've run Daddy's company into the ground, Howard. And I believe these people here can bring it back to where it belongs again. Now, up, Howard, out of that chair. You're fired. What? Vera, you can't... Oh, yes, I can. You see, Mr. Davenport, as of this afternoon, I control 50.1% of the voting stock. You two are to your history. Brantley, Christy, Jean, Melrose. Just in time, Mr. Prescott and his aide have disrupted a very important meeting. Would you please escort them out of the building? Vera, no, why this open hostility? I don't understand. <laughs> How did you get so? Would you take charge of the meeting now, Brantley? Excuse me. <laughs> why haven't I met you before? Baby, you ain't been hanging out in the mail room. Oh, the mail room. I like that sound. I'm doing okay, but is your microphone plugged in? What's happening in there? Uh, I don't know. You cannot hear me? How about me? Yeah, I can hear me. You know what? I can't hear me. Now I can, can hear, hear me. me. Ah. All right. So what? They're all switched around. Oh, yeah. They're kind of goofed up. Oh, okay. I see what happened. So we didn't even do the intro, huh? Take two. Take two? Go ahead. Hi, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's start it all over again. Let's just do the uh, the song intro. That would be actually kind of an interesting show. Set the way back machine. Yes, sir, Mr. Peabody. Live radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run to your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Yeah, all right, that's take two. Here's what happened. <laughs> this is gonna, I actually, and it's nobody's fault except my own, I actually was switching the, the uh, microphones around, and I guess Tommy thought that I was on the, the normal media, middle mic, and for some reason I actually goofed up. And uh, so here I go, we do the intro at the beginning of the show, and my mic wasn't even on. So I apologize for that. It's not Tommy's fault. It's my fault. Me, myself, and I, all three of us, because there's three mics in here, and I screwed them all up. So at any rate... All right, so uh, where was I at? I would say, yeah, running computers in Google 10, talk1340.com. Don't forget to check out our website where you can find out all about us, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure and check out the archive page where all our shows are archived, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. So if you missed any of our 370-some-odd shows, you'll find them there. Now, I was out in Vegas last week, and you know what? I was busy doing my thing at SEMA, and I forgot to wish everybody happy Halloween, so happy Halloween belated one week later. And... 
We have a uh, a guest sitting in with us. This is Alan. I'll just come by the music, although my car is still sitting. Alan, start... you're supposed to wait till the music plays. <laughs> oh. You see, the music's a cue. Well, play the... Can't you talk over the music a little bit? Since well, there's, no, there's no vocals, I can talk over it. Well, no, but I mean, you've been here before, so that's kind of how we do that. We always do the song first. That's uh, that's, that's your segue, man. That's okay. the but you're especially... talking over it, too, so I guess it's okay. Well, I wasn't going to, but you started <laughs> it. So, hey, I'm a, lead, uh, hey, I'm, I'm a leader, not a follower. It's true. It's live radio, and this is fun. Now, for some reason, it's echoing in here. Is it, is there any, is it me, or what's going Do you sound? Does it echo to you? I got my hair cut. All the sound's bouncing off my head. Th- that's what it is. And with Tommy over there in the booth. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> he can't help it. Now, seriously, does it sounds like an echo. It's echo. And maybe, I don't, you know what? I'm used to the other mic. Maybe it's the mic. I don't, you got the good mic. Maybe you got a 1280T7WC in the what, circuit somewhere. What's that? Is that that's a, a tube? Yeah. <laughs> it's good for uh, reverb and stuff. Oh, uh, Alan, you make it so interesting. All right. So last week. <laughs> I'm boring. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. Uh, last week we had, um, what was it? Oh, yeah. It was Halloween. And last week, all last week was SEMA. Now, you always hear me talking about SEMA. And um, it is like, uh, I will say this. Last week, I was there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I generally fly in early, and I always take the red eye in, and I always take the late one, the red eye out. And I will tell you that a, for me and my business, or anybody in the car business that's you know pretty much actively out there trying to, let's just say, uh, market themselves or brand themselves or get meet people, connections, and so on, it was an absolute um, marketing bonanza, network bonanza. I can't think of any other word. Robert was in Nirvana. I was in Nirvana, yeah. I mean, it was pretty cool. So if you, if, I didn't do much on Facebook, but... What Bobby showed me, my son, was um, do Twitter because Twitter you can tweet all day long, and you know that's kind of okay. It's acceptable. Facebook, you know, one or two posts, Facebook posts a day, and then Instagram—that's the millennials. You know, they do a bunch of that stuff. But I think you're only limited to one picture. But I hear now that you can do more than one. But tweeting is actually kind of a lot of fun. So I was tweeting like a mofo. Can I say that on the air? I said mofo. I didn't say anything else. That's a brand of car wax. Is that a brand? <laughs> Speaking of car wax, how about a big shout out to our friends over in Tampa Garage One? And uh, oh, my shoes are coming apart here. I couldn't figure out what I was snagging my feet. Go take them to Tampa Garage. They'll fit Tampa, the t- yeah, they'll take it. You're right. Exactly. So anyway, so SEMA is uh, definitely going to be on your bucket list. It's definitely a place you want to go to meet and greet, to experience. And truly, it is an experience. And it starts, the, my day starts at 6 in the morning and is over like at 10 o'clock at night. So you go, 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 go. And you really need almost a pair, of, two pairs of shoes because the, I forget how many millions millions of square feet the Las Vegas Convention Center has. It's North Hall, Central Hall, South Hall, upstairs, and then you have to take the monorail, which costs you $5, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, and take the monorail over to the Sands Convention Center, and then you've got another, I don't know how many, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of square feet. And so... Anybody and everybody that you can possibly think of that's in the automobile industry will be at SEMA. And the best part of it is it, they're all in what you have. A, you truly have a captive audience. They're all there. They're all right there. They're all approachable. Now, for those of us in the media world, and because like I have in the past had some notable guests on my show, and particularly a lot of the TV guys, they provide a sheet just tells us where the celebrities are going to be, which booth, whether it's Magnaflow, whether it's Pirelli Tires, whether it's... Uh, Emily Oil or something like that. You know, who's going to be there with a car and they're going to be signing autographs and taking pictures. And let me tell you, for some of the guys, there was a long line. The last person I kind of bumped into that I was looking forward to meeting was uh, the guys from Diesel, uh, the Diesel Brother guys. So um, Heavy D wasn't there, but Diesel Dave was there. So I threw out at him that, hey, you know, I invited him to come on my show. We sent him some information. He says, yeah. And he was kind of like, yeah, all right, you're another radio show guy. And I said, no, 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 I'm a car guy. And uh, by the way, we can talk about seven threes and six O's. And he goes, now we got something to talk about. Because they're Cummings guys. You know, they really like um, the, the... What about 871s? 871. No, Cummings in general. You know, the 871s... Uh, uh, 871s in Detroit. The real one. What's, yeah, and, and then, of course, Cats and all that other good stuff. Because they mess with everything. You know, they do some really cool stuff. And then uh, Richard Rollins was out there, obviously. And then, of course, the guys that made the big entry this year was the guys from Misfit Garage. I mean, uh, Tom and Thomas were there. And I was over talking to Chip Foose and Chris Jacobs, and all of a sudden you hear this big, obnoxious uh, interruption, these two guys hooting and hollering, and they're on the outside, and it was Tom and Thomas. And pretty bunch of pretty cool guys. I was talking to them for a few minutes, and I got a 
picture. I took a picture with him, and it's also on our Twitter Twitter line, Twitter page, which is at NRC on air at NRC on air. So go to our Twitter and follow us and tweet us and, and do all that other good social media stuff. But anyway, Tom, I made the comment. Tom, you are larger than life, and he just laughed and chuckled. And Thomas says, "Yeah, I've been trying to get him to use a few lose a few hundred pounds." But uh, super nice guy, great personality. We were texting back and forth, and we just never caught up because let me tell you something. SEMA, the, the, it's it's so it's such a madhouse. Um, just to run off some names. Okay, so you heard me talking about Chip Foose, Chris Jacobs, Chris Lee was there, Courtney Hansen was there, Bogey from All Girls Garage, Jesse Combs from All Girls Garage, uh, Sam Mamola was walking around there from Two Guys Garage, original guys. Um, Steve Strope was there, Troy Trapania was there, Bobby Alloway was there, uh, Alan Johnson, who built some super killer cars. These are both, uh, these are the top dog top gun car builders, uh, Ring Brothers. And what's really cool is the seminars that they have there. Like I went to one of the seminars that we had, and it was kind of like on the Hot Rod deals, and the Ring Brothers were there, Troy Trapino was there, Bobby Alloway was there, Johnson was there, and I think one other guy, I can't remember who it was now, but all the top builders were there. And uh, they gave a great seminar. It was about an hour long. And then I got to, you know, walk up and talk to the guys afterwards. Hey, I think we got something uh, queued up on the radio here. We're going to try to stick to a clock here because that was something else that I was doing while I was out there. I was networking and looking for meet people and sponsors and other radio show guys and TV hosts and this and that and all the other good stuff. And uh, that was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday was the Cars and Coffee over in Henderson. And then, as soon as I got off the plane on Sunday morning, Bobby picked me up. We had to go to the St. Pete Yacht Club because there was another car show down there. So it's like cars, cars, cars. Yeah, my car down, I'm carved out. I haven't even got to the Florida Car Show Minute yet. But uh, go ahead and uh, fire up that turntable. Oh, yeah. Radio show giveaway. Can I call? <laughs> yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Alan. Alan. Okay. Uh, a trivial question. Trivial question. What was the first year? Now, the winner of this gets, uh, while I was out there at, here it goes echoing again. While I was out at SEMA, I picked up uh, some little, uh, you know, knickknacks. So I got a whole bunch of really cool keychains. All right. I got one from Gear Wrench, which is actually, I think, an 8 millimeter Gear Wrench that's a keychain. So the uh, 7th or 8th caller that calls in on the studio and can answer the trivial question. I'm going to make it really easy. Really, really easy. Okay? Because it's a gear wrench question. Uh, we'll win this little gear wrench keychain. Now, the phone number to call us is 727-54... No, not that one. 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. Or what's that other number, Alec? You can read it. You're close to it. What does that say? Up there, the 866 number? 866 826 1340. Yeah, talking to Mike one more time, Alan. <laughs> okay, yeah, microphone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was just talking to Robert here. Okay, 866-826-1340. Okay, now here's the question. Here's the question. Gear wrench tools are now part of another chain of department stores and can be bought there. Name that department store. That's about as easy as you can get. I know you know what it is. I know what it is. Actually, no. Let's let's, let's Two well-known chain outlets carry gear wrench. And I'm not talking about advanced auto parts or someplace like that. I'm talking about a department store and, let's say, a retail store. If I th- insert another adjective, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, so give us a call here at the studio. If you know where else the two retail stores that you can buy gear wrench tools at besides advanced auto parts... Advanced auto, yeah, that, and O'Reilly's, I think they all carry them in Napa and places like that. So the number here again is 727-441-3000. Or, Alan, what's the other number? Look at the phone's ringing already. 866-826-1340. Okay, that's it. All right, so that's that. Um, I think what we're going to do after this is we're trying to stay on the clock. Of course, um, I'm the worst when it comes to a clock. So we have a caller? We got a caller. All right, caller, do you know the answer to the question? Is it Walmart and Target? No. You named, hardware? I don't... You know what? I can tell you I've been in Walmart. I've never seen it in Walmart. And I've been in Target. And I never looked. So I can't answer the Target one. I know it's not in Walmart. So okay. You want to try again, Radio Rob? Um, I was saying uh, Ace Hardware. Bingo. That's one of them. All right. Good. Um, let's see. Uh, Where does America shop? 
Is that the right one? Yeah. Okay. It's four letters. Five letters, right? Actually, four letters. Because he's used one letter twice. Oh, okay. Four letters. All right. <laughs> well, <use> one letter <laughs> twice. <laughs> now, you can't spell it backwards, and it means the same thing. So, No, it's not Radar Store. It's not a Radar Store. Okay, so uh, you're halfway there, Radio Rob. By the way, does that SEMA shirt fit? Yep. Very good. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. Good, good. All right. So okay. I, you're close. I'll tell you what. I'll get you half the half the gear wrench <laughs> keychain. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> it's a kit. It's a kit. <laughs> okay, that's not Robert. All right. Take care. Thanks for calling in, Rob. All right. So uh, let's see. What do we? I have a spare just in case somebody else calls in. We got a second caller. That's okay. You can call here at the studio seven two seven four four one three thousand. Anytime during the show, you're welcome to call in. That's fine. That's how we do it here. That's how we roll nostalgic video cars. Now, Tommy, why don't you uh, throw something on the turn up table? And uh, I'm going to go get a drink of water. Of course, Alan brought a big gallon of, is that a half a gallon? A quarter half gallon? gallon of half gallon of orange juice. Orange juice. All Lots right. of pulp. All right. Now, hey, you're tuned into nostalgic video cars. And what we got for you is a little 60s garage band music. So dig this stuff. This is pretty cool. Or far out, as we say. All right. Hey, you're tuned into nostalgic video cars. Don't touch that dial. We will be right back. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than flacarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, flacarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at flacarshows.com. Hey, I'm Christy Lee from All Girls Garage and Barrett Jackson on Velocity, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Oh, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am not paying attention here. Uh, audio stimulus, um, audio response takes a while for Robert. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's go to the Florida Car Show Minute here, and if you want to know where all the car shows are, just like Bobby had mentioned in the commercial earlier, check out floridacarshows.com or flacarshows.com. Now, this weekend is number of big events. Uh, the big one over is at Daytona Motor Speedway, and that is the Historic Sports Car Racing 24-Hour Classic. Now, that's all weekend long. Actually, the guys started heading over there today, some of them, and uh, I work for a small race car outfit, and uh, they, they all, they're hightailing it tomorrow. And what this is, is they do this in Europe. It started as the Le Mans Classic, so HSR decided to do one here in Florida, and you know, I can't think of a better and more suitable racetrack than uh, Daytona because they did do a 24-Hour Classic. Or they did do a 24-hour race. So what the 24-hour classic is, 
The cars don't actually run 24 hours. What they do is they break them up in groups, but they run a 24-hour period. So they start, let's just say, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and they run what they call sprint sessions. So they might be a, uh, a one-hour or two-hour sprint session, and they run this continuously with different classifications, different classes of cars throughout a 24-hour period. So it's actually a lot of fun. And there's some notable race car drivers. Like Brian Johnson always shows up there. You know, from ACDC, he's one. Dieter Quest will be there. Jochen Maas will be there. And these are mostly well-known, famous um, GT racers. Patrick Long probably is well-known here in the United States. He's going to be out there racing. And Dave Hinton, you know, who is uh, the the main guy with historic sports car racing. So he'll be out there. And, of course, Scotty Fowler, who I work for, will be out there racing and a number of other people. So if you get a chance, that's pretty cool. That's at Daytona. Also this weekend over at the Sun and Fun Complex in Lakeland is the Fall Carlisle event. So if you're into swap meets and car shows and auctions and stuff like that, you definitely want to make a point to stop over there. If cars is not necessarily your thing, you could always go to the Great Florida Yard Sale. Now, I heard about this, but I never knew really where it was. So basically, it's Citrus County. So it starts on US-19, and it runs north and south from Crystal River to... Uh, Homosassa. So it's uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you just never know what's going to turn up because this is a big deal, and it's been around for a while, so it gets bigger and bigger every year. Also, if that's not your thing, and you're like me, you're also a music freak, so they have a guitar, musician, and car swap meet at Renegros this weekend. That's also going on this weekend. Next week is another, another pretty cool event, and that is Moultrie, Georgia. That's one of my favorite swap meets, and with a little luck, I might be up there for that. But every weekend there's something going on from now until March, okay? So, you know, I talked about SEMA. That's the big deal. Festivals of Speed is coming up in uh, December. The uh, HSR is putting on the 12-hour classic, which will be at Sebring. That'll be the same weekend, which is the first weekend in December. I'm not sure what's going on much. A couple of local car shows and stuff, things of that nature during um, Christmas holidays, then I think the first big car show at the beginning of the year is going to be the All Ford Show up at Silver Springs in, uh, where's that? That's Ocala, right? No, Silver Springs. Yeah. Is that it? Silver Springs, Ocala, right? I'll, I'll yeah. be okay here. I'm, <laughs> I think it might be, maybe maybe I have a loose connection. That could be what it is. I have the loose connection. Maybe some of my bulbs maybe, aren't working. Maybe you just got a solder joints <laughs> redone. Yeah. <laughs> So at any rate, uh, and that's put on by our good friends up there at National Parts Depot. And again, then we have the spring show, the Carlisle show, the Daytona Swap Meet, which that's all the turkey rod runs coming up here in a little bit. Bobby's on the line. Okay. Who's that? Bobby. Bobby, welcome <laughs> yeah, to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Yeah, greetings from the uh, Nostalgic Radio and Cars Central Florida headquarters here in <laughs> beautiful Orlando, Florida. <laughs> hey, Bob, how you that's doing? That's that million square foot building, right? Yeah, well, actually, there's a big car show there, and that's something else. The closet. Else. <laughs> yeah, right, the closet. <laughs> so, so, uh, so what's going on up in Orlando? Oh, there's lots. Um, if you move over one tab on flacarshows.com, there's, uh, you'll see that there's uh, lots to do in the central Florida region, spanning all the way from Lake County to the East Coast and whatnot. And, um, so there's plenty to check out there, um, Ace Cafe and all these other uh, wonderful venues that we have around here. Yeah, the Ace Cafe is pretty busy. I mean, they almost have something going on. If you check out their schedule, they got something going on almost every day of the week, don't they? That is true. They have a, actually, if you go to their website specifically, CafeOrlando.com, I believe, they have um, uh, a calendar for each month that you can look at. And then, um, since, you, since you brought up something that was uh, for. Um, um, those who like antiques, I'll bring up something for people who like food and music. Okay. Uh, we got the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival up here, so uh, there's uh, live entertainment there every night. So every night, definitely check. Uh, just about wow, you know, a couple times, couple times a week. Okay. Uh, so there's that. So that was there's my there's uh, my pulse on the. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like Orlando's kind of a happening place. Of course, uh, you know, it's right there in the middle of the state. Definitely, is that that's considered Central Florida, right, Bobby? That is the heart of Central Florida. That's where we hit. And also, um, what's going on? Yeah, at the, we're having. What's going on? Anything going on at the lake down there in uh, downtown Orlando? Iola, Iola, or whatever it's called. Uh, lake Iola Park. Uh, every Sunday, there's a, a farmer's market where they have some music and obviously local um, local, uh, well, food and products, stuff, merchandise, whatever. Uh-huh. And then, uh, yep, they just had, uh, Rick Springfield there, um, uh, at 
and not and like not in the park, but uh, um, right in the, the block that was right next to the park at the corner of Central and Washington. Is that where Dr. Phillips and, uh, is? I uh, no, actually, because they're working on, I believe, phase two of Dr. Phillips Center, so there's a lot of construction in that area across from the city hall. So they had to uh, do this concert over by the uh, over by the lake. Okay. Two streets over, so um, that's actually I think it's uh, uh, just as just as well as not better in the settings to have a concert, especially with this weather that we're uh, that's approaching us. So what we had experienced, and now we're going to hopefully experience again. Okay. Now tell everybody what Dr. Phillips, uh, what the theater is all about. Uh, Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts is uh, well, hello, Tampa Bay. I will explain uh, that to you here. I'm gonna, you're familiar with the uh, Strand Center, uh, Ruth Becker Hall, and um, the Happy Theater. Um, so Dr. Phillips Center is our equivalent to those uh, performing arts centers. Um, they are a, uh, a touring performing arts center where um, they have all different types of shows, anything from theater to concerts, um, and much, much more come through. All the, usually all the big names that you see there in Strand and Ruth Becker Hall, um, when they make their run through uh, Central Florida, Dr. Phillips is where they start. Oh, you uh, our show. So um, that one, the Amway Center, and a few others would be our, our large venues for uh, um, some of the big names we're about to perform. Interesting. Bobby. They are, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Alan's here. Yeah, hey, Bobby. Doc, hey, Alan. Yeah, the, how you doing, Bobby? Hey, the, um, <laughs> Dr. Phillips, is that a nod to the old Dr. Phillips juice stands way back in the 50s? It yeah. has, um, very, I'm not 100% sure of that connection, but I know it is uh, part of the uh, old, yes, the Dr. Phillips, I guess the family that uh, had much interest in, uh, in you know, making such and making Orlando what it is. Yeah, because they, yeah, they had juice stands way back in the day, orange juice. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. which coincidentally, look in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's got a half yeah. a gallon. Of... He's got the half gallon. <laughs> He's got the half gallon. Yeah. So the Phillips family, they were what, big Orange Grove owners and had a lot? Of, is that why it's Orange County? No, it's Orange County, yeah, because it's oranges. Yeah, oh, oranges. Okay, yeah. cool. Oranges, yep. Um, in fact... Because um, in Brevard County, they grew Brevards. <laughs> well, so now, now really Alan, Alan's whole, messing so. with me. There's no such thing as a Brevard. No, no. Is there? Brevard County? Well, yeah, Vermont. You've heard of Cape Canaveral. Canaveral. That's where they send the missiles up. You yeah, see, well, you've heard yeah, about that, right? They don't, they don't grow. They don't grow canaverals. <laughs> but they grew pineapples. <laughs> Actually, they did. They really grew pineapples. Pineapples over there? Yeah, a lot of the state had pineapple way back in the day. Yeah, but where did the name Cape Canaveral come from? That was the name of the the landmass. Was Cape? It was a cape, and they called it Cape Canaveral oh, okay. before there was any missiles there, which was 1950, by the way, with a bumper. Ah, yeah. right. Well, a little well, bit of Florida when, history there. Yeah. Thanks, Alan. That was the first. When, yeah. Anyway. Well, you're from that area, aren't you? Yeah. Well, wait a minute. I was, born, Mal- I was born in Melbourne. Melbourne? Yeah. Well, now, wait a minute. They don't have a Southern draw in Melbourne, do they? Um, it just came out. They it must. Just, they must. <laughs> 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 I, I actually, Bob, Bobby and I were at the car show the other day, and uh, the one in, in downtown, uh, what was that? St. Petersburg? Pe- yeah, St. Petersburg. And then we were talking to a friend of ours by the name of Cleet, and Cleet has a beautiful, and you know me, I have a weakness for this Ferrari, 330 GTC. Uh huh. Yeah. So I was telling him that I'm doing these appraisals on these other Ferraris, right? So he went on, and he, you know, and I said, "Look, and I, when I do the appraisals, I'm there to look at how the car is represented. You can't be emotionally involved with that one. No, but you can. But but you can't uh, when you're doing the appraisals on cars. You can't. Um, you can't. I don't authenticate them, and it's not my job to really critique them. My job is right. to write and ascertain what is there, and if it's represented. To the buyer, in other words, is it is the car as it is represented to the buyer or the seller or whomever? Okay, so anyway, while we were talking about this, and I was gloating over the the three thirty. Now you used to have a three thirty GT two plus two, right? Yeah, okay. series and, one interim, right? And then the 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 GTC is a two seater and it's a transaxle car. So, right. and so he proceeded to tell me. Uh, show me a couple of little, you know, little, subtle, subtle little nuances that are unique to that car, or things that people overlook when they restore. Now, I did not know this. What was the first year they used ANSA exhaust? I sh- that should be a trivial question. Oh man, that this, is a this good will, one. This will be a good one, but see if you know it. When was the first year for, that, that ANSA that, exhaust was used on a Ferrari? Don't know. 
And I would have... 727. Bobby knows because it's did it. 1969, it was on the Daytona. Everything okay. before that, what was it called, Bobby? It was C-something or other? C-CERT or CIT or CTI or something. It's a different exhaust. And he actually had one there. I actually took pictures of it. But what he also did, because this is how he's a mechanical engineer by profession. So naturally, you know, he knows all the details. And he's had a number of really cool cars, but he's had this Ferrari probably nine years. And the value of the cars have gone as, they've been as high as a million dollars, and they've backed off a little bit now. So they're probably about seven, eight, six, seven, eight, somewhere in that That's price. all? Yeah, I'll that's go buy all. two. Yeah, I think so. And uh, buy me one, too. I'll give you a deposit. You can put three in. Oh, yeah, you just pay me $10 a week. Right, right, right. And the other 10 when you catch me. So um, <laughs> anyway, he wrote a, and I brought this specifically for you, he wrote a manual. What's he called us here? Hold on a second. Let me, he wrote a configuration and judging notes manual on the 330 GTC because he judges it a million and judges some of the big events. And Cavallino and stuff, which is the all-Ferrari event down in... Um, Palm Beach. Palm Beach at the Breakers, right. So what happens is, is and, th- and I take this position, a lot of times guys that judge these cars really don't know everything there is to know. No now, one does. No. I had three 330s in my garage at the same time, same year. The cars are not all 1965. There's so many differences. They're all different. Yeah. Because they were hand-built, and so whatever Luigi and Vito grabbed off the... Shelf and what, how much wine they had for lunch, and how much wine they had for lunch exactly. And uh, that's in cannolis. That's yeah. there's no such thing as a Friday car in Italy, and because there was a, <laughs> it was an everyday, it was an everyday car, <laughs> yeah, a Friday car and a Wednesday car, right? So, anyway, so here's the manual. I, I just pulled it up on my computer. Now, you can kind of you know blow that up a little yeah. bit, but I thought you would appreciate that. And one of these days, we'll have to have Cleet on the show, and we'll talk about it. But this guy takes his stuff real serious. I mean, some of these guys that are really into these cars. Like, they know every nut and bolt. He was showing us every detail, all the clamps, all the hoses, all the lines, all the date codes, all of this, all of that. And it's like, wow. There's okay. date codes on those cars? There's that'd cast- be too much. That'd be like be too much Not trouble. Not date codes, just casting codes on there. Okay, yeah. And, uh, like the number engine would be a 209. Yeah, and then there's some other um, th- there's some other casting numbers on there that kind of denote certain things, and 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 some of the stuff can get interchanged, you know. And again, it has to do with years. It's like in our in our world with Fords and and Mustangs and, and Torinos and stuff like that too. So, but where I'm going with this, when you're doing an appraisal, you're looking at a car as it is represented. When you're judging a car, you're supposed to judge the car. Nobody really judges the car outside of the way the car is represented. If you're in a certain class, it's supposed to be correct. It's supposed to be a concourse restoration. The problem you got today is a lot of these guys heavily, heavily over-restore these cars. So when they heavily over-restore the cars, only the expert, the guy that eats, sleeps, and drinks and gets into them and knows every little detail about the car is able to discern whether that's correct or not correct. The guys at the restoration shop, and, and I can tell you this from my own experiences because we're restoring a BMW 2002 right now in our shop, I've taken everything apart on the car, or and everything that I have taken apart so far, I've documented with pictures, pictures, and more pictures. I didn't really write anything down because there's really no, it's not a numbers game with these cars, but you have to have the right pla- parts in the right place. And today, for example, I was breaking down the rear control arms, and we're and it's got stub axles in the back, and you're familiar with that, Alan. Right. You know, like Corvettes have them, you know, little short stubby axles, especially if it's IRS, in yeah. IRS, independent rear suspension. So I could not get this thing apart, and I, I had I had slam the hammer. I mean the uh, the what's the thing? The pulley on it, pulley puller. You know, I yeah, used yeah, pulley yeah. puller. And I used the air gun, and I bent the flange, the hub flange. I mean, it's coming with me, and it's like, it's folding up like a tulip, right? Heat it up with the propane. That's exactly what we did. That was my okay. next move. So we heated it up, and then... That um, should have been the move before the puller. Yeah, yeah. well, I should Also, what you do, too, you heat it up, and you get a brass hammer, and you whack the hub from the side, it jolts it. The problem is, with the backing plate in a way, you couldn't get to it. You didn't have enough room. So yeah. while I was heating it and then drilling it, and then Scotty was tapping on it with the uh, with the hammer, and he messed the flange up anyway because we figured we got to replace it. No big deal, but you know that's just what happens. Sometimes you destroy stuff in the process of taking it apart. However, since there is an ample supply of BMW 2002 parts, and they fit from 1968 to 74, they're pretty much all the same. And I don't even know if 320s crossover, but they might. Um, that's not a major deal. Now, if this was a th- Ferrari 330 GT and they only made, what, 600 of those cars? You have to kill yourself. You'd be I, laying on the floor yeah. with blood coming out of your head. 
You know, and that's it, and they can't blame me for anything. Yeah, do you remember what the production one? There's, there's Series 1, Series 2, 330s, right? What was okay. yours? Okay, mine was a Series 1 interim. Series 1 production, the funky, the Chinese headlights, like the Mulder Park Ward rolls, Bentley, I mean. So, um, no, I like the Chinese headlights. Yeah, yeah. The four headlight car? Yeah, yeah. The outsides are five, seven inch, inside headlights are, are five, seven and five. Five, and seven and five yeah. and a half, right. Yeah. Anyway, so um, they made 500, this is memory going here, 500 Series it's 1 cars. <laughs> 500 Series 1 cars and the 125 Series 1 cars interim, which means they had the Series 2 drivetrain, like the five speed instead of, st instead of right. four speed overdrive. A normal the pedal and the brake and the clutch pedal come up from the firewall, not through the floor. So it had a regular vacuum brake booster and a um, massive cylinder mounted like a normal car instead of like hidden away and no fancy high pressure stuff or anything. And a lot of other, there's a lot of variances, but that was like the major stuff. One know. of the questions I asked Cleet, yeah. which concurs with what you told, we talked about once before, is contrary to what everybody thinks, the Ferrari is not that complicated of a car. The early cars, they're, and they are serviceable, they are manageable, they're, they're, they're pricey, yeah. but they're real, they're, it's just a V12. It's just four extra cylinders, they're overhead cams, I'm, I'm simplifying it, <laughs> two distributors, two oil filters, yeah. and so on and so on and so on. Two sets of points. He's got to set, you got to set four different timing marks on the fly. What? Rate. Each one's a dual point distributor. Yeah, but it's um they take turns firing somehow. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, so there's four timing marks on the flywheel, and there's a little cover on the back of the engine on the bell housing. Pull that off, and you got four different sets of timing marks. So you got to mark them all with, you know, fingernail polish or whatever your wife uses. <laughs> and, uh, and so you mark them up, and then you set one set of points in distributor, and then you set the other set as like a following set. You got to set those. You set the first set of points by moving the distributor, set it up. Second set, you got to move the points back and forth. They're like a following set, for lack of any other term. So basically, each bank has its own distributor. Yeah. Right. So six. It's not like it's a twin ignition car. It's just a. Technically, you can it, say it, it is. is a it, it is. Yeah, it's got yeah, two yeah, coils on be. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's got two coils. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah. And also, I got a when I bought the car back in whenever. The guy that I had it before me. Anyway, I got this Ferrari manual, workshop manual, for the um, dealerships to have, like a addendum manual for the mechanics, which oh. is it's pretty rare. It's typewritten Xerox with a fancy little cover and everything. And I got another one too. It's been so long since I looked at it, but I got a uh, Ferrari uh, parts supplier out in Los Gatos or whatever. Los Gatos, yeah, yeah. California. Yeah, well, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah. Anyway, you know how to say it. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I got that. And um, here's this. You buy intakes and carburetors for your four liter, right? And it was $3,500. Back then? Yeah. Uh, compared to a Holley for 500 bucks? No, no, no. These are no Webers. I know, but I'm just yeah. saying compared to a Holley, one four barrel and you got six Webers? Yeah. Well, yeah, six is, or three? Depending on the car. Well, what yours have? Yours had three, three, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But um, the, on those, they, the carburetors now... Five years ago, you could buy a used one for fifteen grand if someone wants to get rid of it. It's mind blowing. Well, yeah. Bear in mind, you know, three thirties now, three four hundred thousand dollars, and a two fit and a three thirty GTC is you know close to a mil. But anyway, yeah. since we're uh, let's go back to talking about SEMA a little bit. Bobby, yeah, are you still there? That's why we started. <laughs> I am here. Okay, oh, there you go. okay, that's good. Anytime you want to chime in on something, you're welcome to do so. Yeah, you can interrupt me. Yeah, or Robert, go yeah. ahead. The, the, no, I, mean, I, I used to do it, so I don't see why I'd have to stop. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> don't break precedent here. Okay? Yeah. No, I will no, say no, the uh, and Bobby can concur with this. The uh, British car show guys had a pretty good uh, turnout down there. I think that was probably collectively the biggest turnout was a group of cars was the British cars. So it was tons of Triumphs, bunch of Heelys. I you know what I didn't see this year? I didn't see any E-type Jags. It might have been one. I don't know. Um, I didn't see what's his name down there with us. And then Tommy brought Tommy, the guy that I work for. Um, Tommy brought a restored '57 Volkswagen, beautiful car, and a uh, beautiful '65 uh, Porsche 911 that him and his dad restored. Really, really nice car. So, but anyway, let's go back to SEMA here real quick, because since that was the whole idea of the show to begin with, and we got off tangent here talking about them. We're not even in the same universe anymore. No, no, no. They we're talking about them. See, now, if it's a late-model Italian car, I can say it's a spaghetti grinder. The old, original Ferraris are Ferraris. Well, the new Ferraris, they're all Fiat. So Lamborghinis are Audis. You know, That's right. And Maserati is a Yes, a Fiat owned by Ferrari. Alfa Romeo is a Fiat. So, you know. Yeah. But that's another story for another day. But let's just talk about SEMA here. 
Getting back to SEMA, now what they normally do, it's B2B, so it's uh, business to business. Okay, that means business to business. You have to be in the business to get in there. But what they did this year, and I think they, I thought they did it last year, but I wasn't sure. But this year what they did is that uh, on noon on Friday, they opened up the SEMA to the public. So you could pay $20 to get in, which is a bargain, and wow. uh, 20,000 people overran SEMA. That was the count. So that's a lot of people that showed up there, just people off the streets, and they opened up to everybody. So it was a madhouse. But the cars that probably the most, the most besides every vendor, and I have a catalog right here in front of me, and I don't know if you can see it if you're watching us on the Internet right now, but it's called the SEMA Show Catalog, our pocket guide is what I have here, 2017. And oh, I will say, what was it, Bobby? The car of the year, the, the little, uh, the small one was the Ford Focus. Ah, yes, it was. And the Ford truck was the number one truck. And for some reason, they gave Camaro muscle car. Well, you know what? Ford is just beat out consistently. Boom, 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 boom. And usually it's the Mustang. But this year, they felt sorry for Chevrolet and uh, and, I, and and gave Chevrolet Participation Camaro. Participation trophy. That's, <laughs> they, felt, they felt sorry for Chevrolet in 67. Yeah. <laughs> so at any rate, um, so... The the three the three made the the major the three the big three are there and they're well represented. But Ford is definitely has the the grand stage because they're up top. Chevrolet's down in the middle of Central Hall. Central Hall is where all the action is. That's where everybody's at. That's where all the name brand the Edelbrocks, the Hollies, the Ibox Springs, the um, you know Coker Tire. Let's see who else. All the BSF Paints. Uh, everybody's in Central Hall. And um, so that's where you want to hang out first. And then North Hall, so all the accessories, all the high-performance stuff, suspension, uh, automotive stuff, engine blocks, uh, things like that, intakes, carburetors, headers, exhaust, is all paints. Um, House of Colors probably had one of the coolest displays there. That's in Central Hall. Magnaflow, um, who else? Let's see, I'm trying to think. Just everybody, McGuire's. North Hall is all the people that are in the equipment business. For example, let's say Auto Shop, Body World, um, clothing. Let's say like Dickies was there, Gojacked was there, Sata was there, and they make the top of the line Porsche quality spray guns and uh, air systems. Gear Wrench was also up in there. Anybody doing wraps, detail products, and stuff. That's all at North North Hall. South Hall is all the big bad four by four stuff. The big tire companies like Pirelli, Goodyear, Cooper. BF Goodrich, Firestone, everybody, well, not Firestone, Bridgestone, Hunter Tire Equipment, uh, Coach Tire Equipment, and then upstairs you've got uh, all the uh, 4x4 accessories like ARB and uh, Rancho and and then and, and all the other guys. So that's pretty much how it works. So there's something for everything. And then outside they have the drifting, the Ford's got, Roush has got a display out there, um, Coker to everybody, people on the inside also have displays on the outside. There's uh vendors outside, there's trucks out there, they have some test drives, some ride drives, Chevrolet's in the back, uh, Ford's out front, the Dodge's got stuff there. They had their Dodge trucks over there, all the four by four stuff's over on the other side by South Hall, South, South Hall. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. And like I said, you know, you it officially it's open B2B from nine to five. But there's stuff going on in the evening. But the seminars are what were a lot of fun this year. And I went to a number of them. And the ones that I went to was a couple of hot rod do- jobbies. And I went to some of the social media ones this year. This year I went and checked out, uh, you know, want to find out a little bit more about social media. So they had some stuff, uh, a segment on YouTube, guys, a segment on, uh, you know, doing Facebook, doing Instagram, doing uh, Twitter. And some of those, and then, and then other, uh, I don't want to say they're redundant, but other shows or other seminars talking about other uh, ways to and techniques to use in social media to bring your uh, your you know to brand yourself so to speak so that was huge. Um, Optima batteries and we was. We are implementing those, aren't we? We are implementing those. Yes, we are. That's what we're working on. And uh, so we've got a couple things in store. We will kind of next year should be a pretty interesting year for us. Or teaming up with some other people that should be interesting. And uh, we won't know until after Amelia Island what exactly is going to go down, but it's going to be something cool because we've been approached and uh, we're going to do some follow-ups on some stuff and uh, it should be exciting and we're going to put together maybe a pretty interesting venue. And uh, and it will take place probably where you are in Orlando, right, Bobby? Yeah, uh, well, could be. Could be, could with be. Our, with our uh, record tourism here, I think it, uh, I think it would be a great place for it. 
Well, the thing about Orlando is, is that like in the old days, they used to have PRI there, which was performing racing industries, and Bobby's gone to that with me a number of times, mm-hmm. and they've since been consumed by SEMA, and they moved it back up to uh, Indianapolis. But what PRI is, performance racing industry, is pretty much hardcore racing stuff. And uh, so, but there's that void there. But the thing about Orlando is, is something for the car guys to do, but then the wives and the kids and everybody else, and they can do all the family stuff too, so that's pretty cool. One of the other things that I like about SEMA is they have the uh, seminars in the morning where they have like product, uh, new product awards presentations. And then, of course, on Wednesday, they have the NHRA, National Hot Rod Association, uh, breakfast. Well, this year, the guest was Anton Brown, John Force, Sherlyn Downey, Don Perdome, and another guy that used to be kind of like the man that calls the shots at NHRA. And it was pretty interesting to see those guys kind of go at it. Shirley is an amazing lady. Um, I've invited her to come back on the show. She's been on our show before. She's super. She's got some great stories. John Force is just absolutely funny. When you when John Force shows up at any event, and you ever watch some of his interviews, he's just hilarious. He's like a just a life size cartoon. So, but at any rate, so definitely got to check out SEMA. But probably the coolest thing at SEMA is the caliper of the cars, the bills. And they had a special build off there, and it's called the Young Guns. And the Young Guns, keep this in mind for all you guys that are really, really, really cool. If you're 29 years old and younger, you can compete in the Young Guns. And that means you compete with the top guns, like the Chip Fooses and the Bobby Alloways and the Steve Stropes and the Troy Chapanias and, uh, you know, the Brian Fullers and all those guys. So, um,. I guess we're playing a little wind-down music here. So, again, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Bobby, I guess I'll talk to you a little bit later. Thank you for coming on the show for a few minutes. Alan, thank you for no, sitting no. in with us a yep. little bit. And uh, don't forget to check out our website, golfstreammotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, please visit our website and check out Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the archive edition or segment. And uh, if you need an appraisal, go to my website, golfstreammotorsports.com. You can uh, hook up with us. Don't forget, check out FloridaCarshows.com. A lot of car shows going on. And uh, in the meantime, I'll see you at some of the car shows. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. In your heart.